Audacious Compassion, Episode 10. The Why People Do Bad Things Thing. Toothpaste. Lemonade. Polka dots and stripes. In the dark night. And on the day. We were wrecked. Hello, and welcome to Audacious Compassion, a podcast where we explore how to find compassion in the most difficult places in daily life. I'm Melissa Avery Weir. And I'm Gregory Avery Weir. And today we'll be talking about empathizing with people who seem cruel or rude. So, Gregory, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. Um, I've been relatively a homebody lately, as is my want. This, This does make me think of an email i got recently i guess i guess it was just a message from my from my wordpress um from my blog um my most recent blog post is is an old one from from the whole punching nazis discussion Oof. on you know is <laughs> in what way is it ethical to use violence uh in defense of good an um, age-old question at least yep with me but it it keeps attracting certain amounts of views and i got this comment that opened relatively innocuously as hey you know i i feel like you're not empathizing with quote unquote scare quotes nazis Mm -hmm. um giving the implication that maybe this was a bad diagnosis i was making however it very shortly had a mention of jews controlling the world yep and uh then kind of was like well people are justified in being racist for this and this and this from my personal experience right and that was a thing where i was i i I stepped back and i was like do i i don't want this comment on my blog right like i don't there's a discussion maybe a discussion to be made to be had there maybe some understanding or teaching or whatever but to put it up would be to have a bunch of trash there, like right. a bunch of hateful ideas. Yeah. Um, and I didn't think it was worth it. But it was it was one of those things where I'm like, am I being dismissive? Especially because the post is like, you're not trying to understand the viewpoints of these people. <laughs> right. Um, and yeah, you know, one of the one of the posts that they the, the points that they made, which was justified, was if they're a Nazi, being a Nazi is not everything they do. Right. Which is true. Right. I mean I no, I, no single slice of anyone's identity is their entire identity. Yeah, and I'm I'm a good UU kid. I believe in the inherent worth and dignity of every person. But ooh, go ahead. When you put a but at the end, it sounds. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that their i that all of their ideas have inherent worth and dignity, right. right? They have worth. They have dignity. But someone who has hateful things is being hateful. Understanding why they have those those ideas doesn't mean that I have to endorse them or say that oh well it's okay because they have a reason for it right and i don't need to offer a platform for it on my personal blog right um but yeah that was a a rough thing that happened a few days ago and i was like nope no i am not gonna let this poison my day i'm just gonna delete the the comment and hopefully kind of my general the blog post i think was more nuanced than the comment was making it out to be i don't know but that was that was a tricky thing yeah so, so how are you doing lately? I'm doing all right. I'm excited to have surgery for my nose in like three days. <laughs> That's right. You've been having trouble sleeping. Yes. And um, there's some... 
stuff going on up in there. Yes, uh, perpetual uh, congestion and so on. Um, So by the time this episode comes out, I will be recovering from said surgery. Um, But more relevant to the topic, um, because my my surgeon is a nice guy, um, is I've been dealing with someone who just, like... There are a lot, there are several things to admire about this person. Like, they seem really smart, if that alone is an admirable thing, which is questionable. Um, they have interesting ideas about things. They seem to be likable in some respects, but they are really rude. <laughs> They're just really rude. Like, they call people stupid and worse. Like, they, they just use really disrespectful language to talk about people as individuals, not necessarily classifying or stereotyping. Not like all the people in you know that go to this club are stupid but like mike is stupid yeah mike is stupid or we'll even drop the r-bomb or even just like right and i'm having a hard time understanding why they're behaving this way um because we especially with the smart thing i think we tend to equate intelligence whatever that means right with right thinking yes which is i know better i know better i (laughs) i mean we we have hundreds and hundreds of pieces of evidence (laughs) i'm an adult that has a life on the internet i know that's not that this is not true but yeah i i come in i think i expect better i guess i have high standards or something when i when i walk into meeting new people in this in these sorts of circumstances so it's it's been tricky for me to like try to be open without making up stories right like maybe he's just tired of life or maybe he's had a hard time with something right like concocting reasons out of whole cloth for why (laughs) yeah that balance between like i I want to understand how someone could possibly be this way right without like trying to make justifications or excuses for their behavior right um and this is all kind of in an absence of talking with it like the room because who wants to talk to someone who's going to call you an idiot for criticizing them right um so it's uh i don't have a solution to that yet like i'm still noodling my way through this um and how i want to how i want to interact with him and and how i want to get to a place where i can separate my my annoyances with his behavior from from the impact of them so yeah i've I've definitely had situations like that with with folks that were often friends of a friend or people i knew through a group or through a job where it's like why why is this person part of this social circle when they act that roughly like when they're that cruel yeah exactly so it's i don't know like i said i'm still thinking about it but uh these experiences that we've had have kind of brought up a more general topic how do you empathize with people like this? People who seem cruel or rude or how do you empathize with jerks? And what's the point in doing so? Um, so yeah. We want it's... to focus specifically on empathizing here rather than how to interact with them. Yeah, I think I think the question of what do you do when you have to interact with a jerk is different than like just how do you encompass them in your head? Right. How do you keep them from becoming monsters? In your head, or because them becoming these sort of flat, two-dimensional, empty, cruel people. Yeah, I mean, I think that I believe, and I think that you're, you do too, that monsters don't really exist. My faith is getting shaken a little bit. <laughs> like, 
Sure. But yes, yeah, no, but like, totally. But, I, I do but, agree. <laughs> These are the times in which we must hold. <laughs> to, to cast to cast someone as a demon, even in your own head, is to kind of have a flawed view of what it is to be a person. Yeah. And how yeah. we hold opinions and how we choose our behavior. Yep. Like, cruelty is so much more banal than just like, they're a bad person. It's like, right. no, they're probably they probably think that they are a good person probably when you start sort of restricting how you view people if there are good people and bad people and people that are monsters and aren't human like literally talking about subhuman people right and that's that's what we're doing when we say oh well, they're just bad right you are you're restricting your own ability to understand things you're saying i know enough about this thing there's nothing more for me to learn mm-hmm. check the box i understand this here's the monster sticker put it in a closet yeah, or, or in jail depending yeah. on your, the justice system of the country you live in and it's not like it's not that these people necessarily deserve your consideration i mean they might like perhaps yeah i think i think that it's a very defensible statement to say people deserve you empathizing with them yeah but that or i don't i don't think we're discussing here the idea that like when someone is rude to you you should figure out why because right they are justified in it it's right. no it's no. it's it makes you better a better person better at people better at people yeah to kind of be able to understand that yeah how do you do that without like without constructing those justifications without writing narratives about a person i think it's really hard especially if you aren't if you aren't talking to them, right? Like if you aren't communicating with them and getting their story, if they aren't constructing the story for you, Mm -hmm. um, then you're left kind of, it's still a construction, but you're working at a lower level. So you're thinking about like, if this person is being cruel, it's because they have some need that they are trying to fulfill. And that's not a need for like, escaping from their parents right like this yeah, you don't have to write you don't have to write the underlying story of why right it's just like folks do things that otherwise don't make sense for reasons and right. they probably have a reason it's right i like to think that there's no good reason for just being cruel to someone or for for using slurs but there are so okay so I don't know about slurs in particular, but like, okay, so let's say that there's someone who let's let's maybe take my example, and this is this is made up reason. Um, this person likes to call people stupid, likes to mm-hmm. kind of disregard them as as competent human beings. That might be fulfilling a need for security. It might be justifying what they consider to be a lack of consideration. Like they didn't take, they didn't yeah. consider my opinion important. Therefore, right? Yeah, and I mean, I think those underlying needs, those those deficit, the things that the person is seeking for, are yeah. good things that they should seek for. Yes, but I don't think that they constitute a good reason oh. to do those things. Fair enough. Like, yes, it, I guess that's that's the the core of this is is what's the what's the the phrase love the sinner not the sin Oof. is the that's the the Christian construction right? Oh, it's, right. You can get, assign a person value without assigning their actions value. Right, right. I, so I guess the, the first step is just kind of recognizing in general that the things people do, they do because they want joy or peace or 
or some they want their lives to be better. Right. And we're talking about needs here kind of in a in a nonviolent communication and NVC sense. So not like I need money, therefore I'm going to do a thing. We mean like the fundamental needs that drive us to have feelings. So safety, not locks on my doors, but a sense of safety. Yeah, and I think I think where where a lot of sort of needs focused thinking goes wrong is when you conflate that essential need mm-hmm. with the need to fulfill it in a certain way. Right. So like just because you have a need for uh, for ease, for having your life go smoothly, doesn't mean that people owe you right. to make it easy. Right. Like, the- you get to figure <laughs> out how to make your life easy. And if you don't, that's shitty. Right. Sorry. Right. Um, and that's where it, it's the it's the how you get that need met where the ethics of it begin to mm-hmm. come into play or do come into play. So how do you do it? I mean, it is a guessing game, right? You are ultimately saying, I see this behavior, this per- I see this behavioral pattern, which I do think is usually mm-hmm. more useful than a single instance. Yeah. What is it that they seem to be seeking? But, but you're still guessing. I don't know that you have to guess. I mean, the enlightened state of this is to go i believe that there is a reason and i don't need to find what it is ah like you can make an analogy you can say someone not this specific person but someone could do this thing for a bunch of different reasons Mm -hmm. and maybe even construct some of those reasons yeah but keeping that separate from the individual where you go kind of i don't know it's is it induction is the is the logical process i just had a horrible flashback to college <laughs> flashback to <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. all right let's take a moment all right but yeah but that that concept of <laughs> let's look at specific cases and extend it to the general yes or you know the the there are a number of different justifications and therefore i can believe that they might have a justification or that they do have a justification but they do have they, a do. they do they do they have some story they're telling themselves that makes it okay for them to call people cruel things or to be mean to people right i think that's a really good point like so the this process of of practicing this sort of empathy this sort of one-sided empathy really yeah it's Um, it's it's you it's not choosing to empathize for your own purposes right it's not it's not empathetic communication i mean putting it into practice is just a separate thing right so this would this might start with constructing possible stories Mm -hmm. right so that's the first step because that's easier to do to imagine um and then to construct imaginary needs like i Mm -hmm. imagine that this person needs joy or needs whatever and then you get to the point where you can stop needing to construct those stories you can say say, i trust that this person has reasons because they're a person like yeah it's it's i've come up with a possible reason that might not be it, but now I recognize that there could be a reason, and right. so I don't need to know what it is. Right. Because another trap, and I think one of the things that, one of the ways in which people can be cruel or rude or jerks is absolutism. Like, it must mm. be this reason, mm-hmm. or I don't understand, right? Yeah, that, that sort of diagnosing of saying, exactly. oh, well, you're acting like that. Well, I can just tell you've been hurt by someone like x before oh, god <laughs> or or you're you know dissatisfied in your career or you're right. trying to get away from some inadequacy in yourself and once you do that you're kind of 
you're putting that person in a box in your head, which means A, you're probably going to treat them mm -hmm. in a way that's not, doesn't match your values. And B, you're probably not going to be good at mapping them. Like you're, right. if you make assumptions about them that are incorrect, you'll, you're making bad guesses. Exactly. Um, and that very easily begins to slide into, well, people who behave this way, who have, who fit in these boxes tend to have, let's say this mental disorder right. or this psychiatric disorder or this, this whatever, right? And those yeah. boxes suddenly start to get a little broader and broader mm -hmm. and you start armchair diagnosing all sorts of people. And then you become the person who calls people crazy <laughs> or something like that. Exactly. Uh, and, and, yeah. And then people are sitting around going, they must have a reason. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's, it's these things often tend to create vicious cycles. And I think, I, I, I know we've said this before and it's I think it's worth returning to it a few times is... Just because you empathize with a person and understand that they might have reasons for behaving a certain way doesn't mean it's okay that they behave that way. Exactly. Yep. Like, it can help you detach. Right. Like, it's really hard to be like, why are they acting like that? It doesn't make any sense. They're just being mean. Mm-hmm. Why? What? It doesn't make any sense. Right. And that's, it's much harder to have that sort of fear of the unknown uncanny like they're a person they're acting this way they're mm -hmm. smart in other ways or whatever right um and once you say no they could have a reason then you can say okay they're doing a bad thing but they're not doing it randomly right and if they are if they are for some reason engaging in random behavior that is another thing that's another they're doing random, quote unquote, random things for a reason as well. Like there's, yeah. there's always a reason. Yeah, I mean, always it, a reason. And it, it, it might be neurological. Like it might be sure. this person thinks a different way than other people, mm -hmm. which is also a, a reason. Like right. that's that's and they're still acceptable. A, they're still a person. Yeah, and they're still a person, and and you can still model that. You can still say, okay, I understand that they're doing this thing for a reason. Right. And it doesn't matter whether it's neurological or some background in their in their past or some way that they're thinking. Mm -hmm. Like, for your sake in empathizing with them, it doesn't matter which of those things it is. Right. Like, if they ask you for help dealing with this problem, that becomes a separate issue where maybe diagnosis would be useful. Mm -hmm. But just in the case of, like, this is a person I have to deal with. I don't, I'm not obligated to help them or even maybe to interact with them. Right. I just want to not wonder as much. Yep. Yeah. And it definitely helps you let go a little bit. Mm -hmm. That, that act of acceptance mm -hmm. of saying, here's a bad situation and it exists and I accept that. Yeah. Now what? Yeah. Is, is really useful rather than just being like, this, this bad situation can't be like, yep. This is so bad. How can <laughs> how can things be this bad? Um, to be able to go, no, things are this bad. Let's move forward. Maybe do something about it. Maybe just live with it. Right. But that's a separate decision to make. Yep. Once that situation becomes real to you. I think it's very useful to consider people as individuals here instead of immediately trying to zoom out to the system. Yeah. So, like, why is this teacher being cruel? 
well, of course, it's because our nation doesn't know how to treat teachers and because they're underpaid. Like, immediately moving to that whole sort of systemic, what is a major problem, right? Like, not to knock yeah. that. But that doesn't actually help you empathize with that, that individual instance of a teacher. Yes, looking at things systemically is useful when you are dealing with systems. Right. And you can you can have both these things in your head at once, right? right. You can be like, this person is acting how the system wants them to act like this person is enforcing oppression against some marginalized group and so they are part of this awful system mm -hmm. they are also a person doing things for their own personal reasons exactly yep and these things are both true yep yes i know there are people who especially once you reach sort of a certain point in your interest in social justice only want to deal with systems yeah and I, it's totally like individual racism versus systemic racism or right. institutionalized racism, and that, right? Like there's that fatigue that forms where exactly. someone's like, I've had this conversation 20 times, 200 times, 2,000 times, <laughs> and I don't want to consider the individual anymore or think that, oh, well, maybe they're not actually racist. Right. And because, I mean, there's, there's a certain truth to the fact or to the idea that the institution will always trump. Like, I understand that idea that, like, this, this, the big cogs will crush us mm -hmm. of, of class and whatever. Um, but on, for those of us with their feet on the ground, right, like, we have to deal with individuals and we have to interact with them. Um, so it's not as helpful. It seems like, a, it actually seems like a justification. It, it's okay that this teacher or whoever is being cruel because it's not their fault, right? Right. And, and that, in a sense, like, Ascribing it all to that systemic cruelty right. absolves them mm -hmm. in your head in a way that is inappropriate. Like, right. like no, they're not. They're not actually doing it because of some great system. Right. Like, I don't think any institution should get away with that, regardless right. of whether it's religion or or the institution of racism or classism or whatever. Nothing gets to absolve individuals of their yeah of their. You like, can you can understand, mm -hmm. but. They still carry that responsibility. They right. still have made choices. Exactly. And you can understand that they may have made those choices for reasons, or certainly did those made yes. those choices for reasons, and reasons that stem from them as a person and their desire to be healthy, to, to pursue life. Maybe that's not the right way for them to be doing it. Like, maybe they're using bad strategies. Maybe they're, they, they think consciously or internally that this will make their lives better when in fact it'll make it worse. Right. But in that case, they're just mistaken. Like, that's right. a mistake they're making, which is also a very understandable, very human, very person thing to do. Exactly, yeah. We often don't learn better. We aren't yeah. taught better. So we get to muddle our way through. And I think, I mean, part of this understanding why other people do bad things thing, <laughs> part of the benefit of it... <laughs> is that you become better able to recognize when you are doing bad things, doing yes. things that don't match your values. Yep, and beginning to see the reasons behind that. Yeah, that's a that's a challenge, but I think it's I think it's worth it. Yeah. I think it's worth trying to have that understanding. I try to most days. <laughs> <laughs> so uh so what have you what's been fueling your your journey for self-improvement what have you been inspired by lately oh my god so many hours of c-span yeah you've gotten uh you've gotten 
familiar with current events. I have. So for those maybe who don't live in the U.S., uh, C-SPAN, I don't, I actually don't know what it stands for. It's presumably something congressional. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's an independent media channel or media outlet. There are like three of them. <laughs> yeah, that's funded by Congress, but not run by Congress. So it's not state media; it's state-funded media. Right. For government yeah. matters yeah so they stream video pretty much all day of different congressional committees both house and senate um committee hearings um general like pretty much almost anything congress is doing that they'll allow a camera into c-span is going to be showing it um and they keep recordings that you can watch and of course since it's 2017 all this stuff is on the internet mm-hmm. um so what i have been doing given the recent the recent government upheaval and the difficulty in determining who's saying what. Yeah. So even my favorite media outlets, right? Like all they're doing is um, summarizing. And of course I watch plenty of things like The Daily Show, right? Which I don't take to be real news. Um, But I do enjoy a good laugh. But I know that what they're doing is they're telling me what their readership wants and viewership wants to see. Mm -hmm. Um, So when it comes to things like um, the Sally Yates hearing, she was the um, acting attorney general um, when Donald Trump put into place the travel ban, again, from Muslim countries back in January, um, as well as the Jim Comey hearings, the um, former Michael FBI Rogers. director who eventually got fired in part as a result of uh, one of the hearings you were looking at. Exactly. So I have watched over the last couple of weeks, I have probably watched about 20 hours of C-SPAN hearings. And these are really, these are in some ways really boring. Yeah, um, each one is like hours long. Yeah, right? each one is anywhere from, has been three to five hours long, depending on who's in it. Um, and it's, it's some subset of the house or or senate grilling one or two people just question after question after question and often the answer especially for for the fbi and nsa directors has been i can't answer that in an open session or i can't answer that here or i i don't feel comfortable talking about this at all if it's some ongoing thing the reason that i've been particularly inspired to do this is the jim comey situation and this i think even um some of my colleagues started watching this stuff even before comey was fired numerically it seems like the timing of his statement about hillary clinton's the second investigation about hillary clinton's emails if i'm remembering Mm -hmm. all that whole lineup um, right before the election was enough to sway the margin of error that let in in such a way that let donald trump win the election it it was it was the the curves of polling seem consistent with that like yes that three percent or whatever margin number stuff shifted just after he said that stuff yep um which led a lot of us to mm-hmm. say, well, Comey's obviously a political actor, right? Like, he wanted mm-hmm. Trump in office. He did this for partisan reasons. Um, but if, that's a very simplistic answer. Maybe he did. Maybe there's something else. Like, it, this is this is a competent person and in a highly elevated position in the intelligence community. Like, it's probably more complicated than that. So then he goes and gets his ass fired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> By which, the person that people were telling stories that... That, was the that he was manipulating facts to to put into place right so that raised further questions right so anyway sitting and watching nine hours of of, of jim comey speaking 
Not that I ever envied the head of anyone who's the head of the FBI or the NSA, ever. It's historically a tough job that has gone to odd people. Right. Um, But it did really help me. It didn't give me solid answers, but it did really help me empathize with him, the whole whole gaggle of of high government people right now dealing with with Donald Trump, and in general, um, that... The things they're doing behind closed doors and the things that they're doing in public might very well have simple reasons. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand an Occam's Razor approach to that, but Occam's Razor also requires taking into account all the factors. And we don't have all the factors. Yeah. Um, it's not necessarily that there's elaborate machinations going exactly. on where they have secret motivations. It could just be like, oh, it's a little more complicated than you think it is. Right. They have some reason that you don't know about. It's not like 12 steps. Mm-hmm. It's just like... There's one step that, I mean, yeah, as 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 simple as a bad sandwich or <laughs> uh, just a case that will come out in six months or two years or exactly. something. So that has been that has been a sharp reminder uh, to me to to remember to listen to the source, even if it doesn't give me clear answers. I want answers, but yeah. I'm not going to get them. Not right now, anyway. Yeah, so. and we'll get maybe better answer, more clear answers eventually. Maybe, yeah. But for now, yeah, primary sources are always the least filtered yeah. way to get information. So what have you been inspired by? Well, last night, staying up a bit too late, I finally <laughs> finished the game Prey. Um, this is the most recent Prey, not the old Prey. It's... Or the concept art. Right, it's Prey the follow was... up to Prey, but it's not Prey 2, which is a game that was cancelled, and it's not also not the Prey that was being made by the three D Realms folks way back in the day. Anyway, <laughs> this is the most recent one. It's very pretty. It's yeah, I, I think so. I think the yeah, the 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 art in it is you have this kind of almost art deco y space station, um, and over the course of the game, by the time you saw it it becomes infested with this like these golden r- ribbons of light yeah. that are this this weird structure built by these these weird aliens look like the nexus from that star trek movie yeah yeah, yeah. sort of like shimmering golden <laughs> threads generations generations yeah yes um and one of the the interesting things about prey is so it's it's got a pretty normal sci-fi video game premise of there is this corporation that is doing unethical experiments and they go wrong and stuff happens. There's a disaster and there are aliens eating people. <laughs> um, but it's better done than a lot of video games do it because first, the corporation is much more banal than evil. Like this isn't an umbrella corp. This isn't yeah. like a corporation that's like, we're making bioweapons. This, <laughs> this corporation makes basically medical and educational supplies like they're doing this weird alien research in order to help people gain skills that will improve their lives oh so it's not like they're making gauze they're making textbooks they're they're making the i mean the 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 basic tech is this thing that you stab into your eye nope and it gives you a skill nope so it's like they can they can take a world-class pianist scan their brain and then have this thing inject world-class piano skills into your brain. Hmm. That's pretty cool. Which, yeah, I mean, it's it's fundamentally, it's like, oh, crap, we can have experts in anything. Right. Like, we can improve the world. 
but of course because it's this corporation this huge huge thing out for money like it's ethical requirements are very Mm. fuzzy and because there's great gain to be made to society those get loosened even further because people are willing to do a lot of things if they think that the end justifies the means of course and the other half to what makes it more interesting is that the people involved are portrayed as people Mm. they're they're the this game has given names to everyone the the everyone in the all of the human characters have names they have desks they have places they work Ah. you can like look them up in the computer and say oh they work in this department and i want to find where they are because you can you can they've all got tracking bracelets on so you can yeah so you can find (laughs) the person if they're still alive their body sometimes their body has been like colonized by aliens and is walking around and you have to fight them well that will the computer say that i saw one person was not alive no it will i think it will say living or dead okay and sometimes if you go looking for a dead person you will find that they are they have been replaced they're not zombies but they're basically zombies um (laughs) and and so you're able to read these people's emails and hear audio logs and there's there's one really powerful log which is people are doing human experimentation they're doing Mm -hmm. experiments on prisoners Mm -hmm. um and in some games you might have them go yes let's do the experiment the person's like no don't do it and they're like shut him up let's do the experiment yes we've done great work here (laughs) but instead the everyone is clearly very troubled by what they're doing yeah they're resolute yes they still do it but like you can hear, and this is partly the writing, partly the acting, but you can hear that the characters and this recording of this ex- experiment don't don't find what they're doing pleasant. They have to take a breath. They have to recover after they do an awful thing. Hmm. They feel more, they sound more subdued at the end than they do at the beginning. And so it's a game which has great respect for humanity for for personhood yeah for the fact that people do bad things and that is awful but they do them as people not as monsters exactly that's really cool yeah so it's it's kind of revelatory to have a game that has people with an internal life yeah like you get to hear people dating who you know are involved in some bad things right um it kind of helps you practice empathy with people who do bad things. Yeah. The, normally we kind of think, you know, you, you play a video game for escapism, right? Like to escape right. from the rigors of everyday life, which includes kind of giving a damn about people. Yeah. <laughs> I, and mean, I mean, we're I also cer- playing Orcs Must Die. So. Right, which is not a game about empathy. <laughs> no. But Prey is certainly still escapism. Yeah. But it's escapism that also has... And in a salutary effect, like it's good for you, yeah. I think. Yeah. So we've we've talked a lot about this finding compassion for people who come across as jerks, people yeah. who do things that are cruel. Mm-hmm. And that's that's it's hard. It is, but it's something that's useful to do for yourself. Yep. I've heard in a few places this idea of the things you think being like food you put into your body Mm. to nourish yourself Mm -hmm. and how you need 
when you can, when you have the resources for it, you should put in healthy fuel for your mind. That's a really good point. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you try and empathize with people, it is better for you than if you're feeding yourself on junk food. (laughs) The annoyance at dealing with them or the, the dismissive thoughts and dehumanizing thoughts. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes you might not have the resources to get anything but junk food, or you might decide to indulge and and just be grumpy at someone for a while and rage at them in in your head like and that's okay too right but getting things that will nurture you and meaning things that are having thoughts that are empathic and having thoughts that treat people like people will let you be a healthier person i definitely agree well thanks for talking with me today Thank you for talking with me. And thank you all for listening. This has been Audacious Compassion. If you have a question or a prompt for discussion, please submit it to us at averyweir.net. That's A-V-E-R-Y dash W-E-I-R dot net. You can find the show on Twitter at AudaciousCast. Please take a moment to rate us on iTunes or wherever you find podcasts. I'm Melissa Avery Weir, and I can be found at... Avery MD on Twitter. And I'm Gregory Avery Weir, and I can be found at Gregory Weir on Twitter. And together we run a video game studio called Future Proof Games, which you can visit at futureproofgames.com. Our theme music is Invisible Light by Josh Woodward, available under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 license. Talk to you later. Oh no! I know where this is going to end.